The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is April 4th, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. As always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. I appreciate that, Bill. Bill, uh, last week's show was another great one. We had Lieutenant Colonel David Tharp, CEO for CombatPTSD.org. They started out as an intense passion for serving veterans. PTSD and suicides are two of the most challenging issues facing our military and veterans today. Because of the costs of military members and their families, they decided it was time time to find a new approach. And to find that out, you're going to have to listen to the program. <laughs> yeah, if you missed it, don't forget all our live shows are archived on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you have a couple of news articles for us, and, and tell us about the stigma that's going on with our veterans. Uh, well, uh, and that's with post-traumatic stress, uh, Gary. Uh, uh, public broadcasting system... Uh, recently had a three-episode presentation on what that stigma is all about. And uh, basically, uh, what discourages uh, veterans from seeking treatment from post-traumatic stress uh, uh, who struggle with the diagnosis to get help, uh, I mean, it, to, to, to come out. It's something that we need to overcome. And, you know, in, in the first episode, there was a uh, Colonel Greg Gadsden, who mentioned that uh, uh, almost every day at some point that he would relive his uh, uh, attack, uh, which is a, with, with an explosive device. He says, it was like I could turn my mind off, like I was being flooded, like a cyber attack, reliving the explosion like a broken record. It just keeps playing. I couldn't stop it. So, you know... Uh, We've got to be able to do as much as we can to get past this. Now, Dr. Harold Cudler, who's the chief consultant for the mental health systems and services at uh, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, he says the most important thing to remove the stigma from post-traumatic stress is for people to talk about it, but in talking about it, not to fall into the stereotypes. So this is an issue, Gary, uh, post-traumatic stress has been around with us for a long time, 
And I would encourage uh, all of our listeners, if you get an opportunity, to go back and uh, see the recorded version of this program, which was aired. It started on March 29th on PBS. Post-traumatic stress, very important, and we've got to continue to address it. Oh, definitely. I will follow up on that uh, on future shows also. Now, I want everybody to grab their pens. <laughs> yeah, I'm only kidding on that. The Air Force is offering a th- <laughs> the Air Force is offering a 13-year retention bonus. Why don't you tell us about that, Bill? Well, you know, it's like everything else. It's to try to maximize uh, and maintain the workforce as much as possible. The Air Force is thinking about paying pilots up to 455000 very close to a half million to stay in uniform. And this was uh, uh, presented to the uh, a, uh, a armed forces, uh, House Armed Forces Subcommittee by Lieutenant General Gina Grosso. Uh, and she indicated that uh, there are bonuses now that they want to present for acceptance for, for one year, two years, in addition to five years and nine years. And these are $35,000 increments. So the, 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 the grand uh, prize here is that if those contact, contract uh, extensions stay around uh, uh, with an individual for 13 years, that would be that full amount of $455,000 to stay in uniform. And, Gary, I know you like to fly. Uh, you, you have to join the Air Force, but that, that wouldn't be a big deal, would it? Uh, that's, no. Where do I sign? <laughs> I'll get that information for you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let's get on with our show. Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest, Susan Phelan. And, Gary, indeed, it is an honor to introduce Susan Phelan who is the founder and president of Academy Women, an organization that empowers aspiring current and past women, military leaders, veterans, and military spouses through mentoring, training, and growth opportunities to impact positive change nationally and globally. Susan leads programs and curriculum innovation at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, where she regularly works with international leaders at the highest levels to include heads of state, chief executive officers, military flag officers, nonprofit leaders, and government service directors. Susan speaks French and Portuguese and has worked in space systems acquisitions as a professor at the U.S. Air Force Academy and held a variety of different roles at Merrill Lynch, the Hoover Institution, Stanford Graduate School of Business. Susan is, a selective gra- is in a selective graduate program at Stanford, the School of Business, She has a Master of Arts degree from Middlebury College, a diploma from the University de Paris, which is the Sorbonne, and a Bachelor of Science from the United States Air Force Academy. Susan, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Susan. Well, thank you so much for having me, Gary and Bill. I'm I'm very excited to be here. Boy, you did... uh... 
a full-time student almost, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you all know, in the military, you have ongoing education as well as the work that you do. So a lot of what I did in university happened while I was also serving as an officer in the military. All right. All right. Now, why don't we start from the beginning, Susan? Uh, how did this all begin? What was the deciding factor to you to start this nonprofit, uh, which looks like it's a lot of work? <laughs> well, you know, I am one of three sisters who had gone to the Air Force Academy, and my father had gone to the Naval Academy, and I have several military and veteran um, family members. And for me, I think it was a little bit easier because when I would experience a challenge, I would reach out to one of my family members or or trusted um, colleagues and ask them, you know, how to deal with that particular challenge. But when I came back and I was teaching at the Air Force Academy, I saw a lot of women who did not have the advantages I had and didn't know where to turn when they were facing issues either around bias or had questions around how to manage their career or um, a particular path as a woman wanting to have maybe a family or wanting to get better information about a particular career path. Instead, what I saw is a lot of the women, rather than reaching out to um, for help, especially within their direct chain of command, many of them would just make rash decisions and honestly hurt themselves um, with regards to their career progression, with regards to um, opportunities that they really just did not take advantage of. Also, when they faced some kind of um, potential assault or or even uh, some of the more negative issues that happened to our service members, they didn't know where to turn for support. And so I thought, well, you know, this is ridiculous. In the business world, there are professional development organizations, there are networks where women can reach out to one another for support. But in the military at the time, there was really nothing. In fact, the culture was one where the women worked really hard to be just like the men. And I mean, we all know that there's so much power to diversity. And what one great thing that women bring to the table is a different way of thinking and a different way of problem solving. So um, it's really in our services and our nation's best interest to promote this diverse part of our military through support and um, mentoring. And so nothing was being done at the time, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I rolled up my sleeves, and I developed a board, and we set up a 501c3 nonprofit to essentially connect women across the world doing a very various things in their career career fields in the different services and in different phases of their lives where younger women can reach out to more senior women to really find answers to some of those difficult challenges they were facing and then the more senior women could give back and kind of share the lessons that they had learned through um, going through some of the ups and downs of professional service in the military themselves. Wow. Now, again, um, uh, Susan, as far as the, the um, uh, mentoring, what other programs do you offer uh, the women that are on, join? So given the fact that we have service members all over the world, um, one of the more compelling programs um, for people to participate in is one where they can come together in uh, a location, which is the Women in Military Service for America Memorial. We host an event that we call the Officer Women Leadership Symposium, which is OWLS for short, um, at WIMSA. 
in Arlington, Virginia, every year. And this year we have our upcoming event scheduled for the, the 26th and 27th of March. And at this event, we have senior women, including, um, I heard you mention Lieutenant General Gina Grosso. She's actually spoken at our event. We've got astronauts. We've got business leaders. We've got um, commanders. We have uh, young cadets and midshipmen all coming together to discuss the, the burning issues that are facing our military women and veterans today, as well as just general leadership development and opportunities to connect and, and mentor one another in a live setting. In addition to that, we also offer a career workshop for those women who want to get an extra edge around their career progression, either in the military or beyond the military. It's inevitable that every military member is going to transition at some point or another. And that transition oftentimes is, is quite difficult because you're leaving a culture that you've grown up in and you know very well, and you're moving off to a world that's very, very different, has different values and, and honestly different methods of navigating um, through the, the actual um, career. So we offer a day where we bring corporate leaders, nonprofit leaders, and military women together to network with one another, to discuss um, different ways to position yourself in, in the civilian sector through resume writing, negotiation techniques, um, finding your fit workshops, and um, really help women understand what it's going to take to transition well and what it's going to take to kind of take that next job where it's going to be something that where they find meaning and they can contribute the skills that they, they feel valuable in doing. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But I, just before we do, I just want to remind everybody that you asked and we listened. We have been contacted every week by nonprofit organizations. We have had the pleasure of interviewing, asking for our help with their promotions and their events and fundraisers, their mission, their locations, and who they serve. To celebrate our fifth year, we are offering an opportunity to make your nonprofit stand out above the rest but offering a way to maximize the events and fundraiser promotions. We'll be adding another section. We actually started adding that other section to our website. This new section will inform our listeners and donors of premier grassroots organizations that are truly making a difference, helping our veterans and military families. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Susan Phelan, founder and president of Academy Women. Now, Bill, I know you had a question. Well, Susan, I'll start off with a comment, and, uh, you know, uh, from a personal standpoint, uh, I believe that information and the uh, ability to access information is so important, so so powerful, uh, uh, and especially what we're talking about. First of all, I'd like to just commend you on the website, and I'm, I'm, I'm at the website as we're on the broadcast, and three things uh, stick out to me, uh, and uh, you uh, mentioned in the opening session, uh, networking, coaching, and mentoring. Uh, that is so important, I think, to be able to have that uh, accessibility, the information that Academy Women provides that when you're entering into the military, while you're in the military, as you're beginning to depart and to come out, and uh, uh, if you decide to uh, to continue your life uh, in, uh, in in the civilian world, and we find that there's so many problems that occur uh, uh, because we just don't have the information and knowing how to navigate the system. I think the things that uh, that uh, that, that uh, get my attention mostly uh, in one area, and I'm sure you're familiar with this. Now we uh, are aware that our government is allowing women to serve in the combat arms of our military. How important is getting information to women who will choose that route to serve in the military? And that's not to say that they hadn't been in combat before, but officially now to enter those combat branches in our military. How important is that in getting uh, networking, coaching, and mentoring? Bill, you bring up a great point. Um, Often what we're seeing with women, and this is even before they entered into the combat career fields, is that they often are at a very low percentage, anywhere from 2 to 3% up to about max, really around 25% depending. So imagine how isolated these women are. Initially, they're very motivated and excited and um, really work to prove that they're capable and, and that they're able to do the job. And so initially things are going great. In most cases, the women are extremely well qualified. They're, they're physically fit. They're mentally tuned. And, you know, they're absolutely proving that they're capable. Where we find um, mentoring and networking and coaching becomes 
especially important, is after they've been there for a little while and, you know, they've probably proven themselves to be to be there and they're accepted and in some cases, you know, they've graduated from their training and they're starting to serve in the actual roles that they're assigned to. And again, they're finding themselves in situations where there may be one of, say, 30 people in a unit or in a squad, and, um, you know, they, they're isolated. Um, there are always maybe 5 to 10% of the, their fellow comrades who don't really want them there, and they're resentful of the fact that maybe they took a slot that one of their buddies should have had. And so in many cases, these women experience some bias or some um, negative behavior from their, their colleagues around just being part of the unit. And so when they're in a unit that they're facing this adversity or sometimes harassment or additional pressure or they're not really feeling part of the team, it's nice to have somebody that they can reach out to to remind them that, you know what, this is temporary. There's always, there are always those couple people that aren't excited that you're there. Just keep it in perspective. Remember why you're there. You're there to serve your country. You're there to really leverage the skills that you bring to the table. You're there to make a difference in the mission that you're serving. You bring to the unit some really unique skills that um, will really contribute to the, to the success of that particular unit. And so sometimes just getting that perspective from a more senior woman or even from a peer who's going through a similar thing is super helpful to get through some of those tough spots. Now, you know, keep in mind that there are always those positive colleagues within the unit that are happy that they're there. But sometimes it's hard to overlook the, you know, the pressure you get from peers or, or even commanders who are not happy that you are there in their unit serving, um, even though policy says that you're allowed to be there culturally, um, sometimes, you know, everyone's not as excited to have women there. Absolutely, uh, Susan. And, you know, moving right along uh, uh, with information, and, and I'm sure that you come in contact with this uh, area that I'm going to almost every day. That, you know, uh, uh, serving in the military has a tremendous impact upon our lives and how we change from when we entered the military during and when we, 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 we leave the military. Uh, and it's with both men and women, but, but especially women, I'm, I'm talking about now post-traumatic stress suicide prevention and where it leads to. For an example, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, the suicide rate among women who have served on active duty in the military is higher than their counterparts in the general population of our country. And most people aren't aware that women I've found on a, on a number of occasions are not really forthcoming up front to seek help and assistance. As a matter of fact, I've, I've come in contact with women who would uh, tell me that, well, gee, you know, I served, I enjoyed serving, but I didn't know I was a veteran and that I was uh, eligible for certain kinds of helps and assistance to help me along the way. Talk again about how Academy Women can impact or and does impact in this area. 
Bill, you make a great point. We work very closely with the Center for Women Veterans, and as you mentioned, one of the biggest challenges women veterans face is the fact that they don't identify as veterans, and they don't access those benefits. And so what we do is we offer an e-mentor program, and this e-mentor program is free for military women and veterans. We also extend this program to all military veterans, men and women, as well as military spouses. And to date, we've served over 9,600 people. Um, 83% of those are in the veteran and military spouse e-mentor communities. And these um, participants essentially link up with a mentor, whether whether they're um, a veteran or not. But that mentor helps guide them through that transition process. And part of that guidance goes towards directing them to the benefits that they're eligible for, helping them work through a lot of the paperwork that comes their way to um, access the benefits with the VA. Some of that's um, navigating the information overload that um, veterans or transitioning military phase, and really helping them figure out where they want to go next, what path they want to take, and really what is the fit that, that works for them in their next career or even in their retirement or um, their next phase of life. The uh, Those who do want to find their next career and, and launch into their next phase professionally, 42% of our participants credit the eMentor program with their success in finding a job, which we're really proud of because um, the unemployment rate for veterans is higher than for the general civilian population. And part of that is because veterans have been, through their military service, so used to essentially taking on the job that's given to them and doing it to the best of their ability. They haven't had to really figure out how to apply themselves um, and figure out what they're passionate about, figure out what they're really good at, um, figure out what's going to make them happy. And so addressing these basic issues is really the first step. And then the second step is once you figure out what you want to do, how do you do it? Especially coming from overseas, Afghanistan, Iraq, Europe, Asia, you have no personal network back in your hometown, or the network you do have may not be in the industry that you want. So how do you access those jobs that um, statistics are telling us 80% of um, jobs are gained through personal networks or gained through an introduction? So what we're finding in, in our e-mentor program is that mentors, once they gain the trust of the of the protege or that person seeking the mentoring, they are opening up their networks and in making introductions to their their friends, their family, their colleagues in, in that industry so that the veterans can really just meet people um, in, the, in the areas that are interesting for them. And so not only is it helpful in navigating, not only is the e-mentor program helpful in navigating their benefits, the um, VA, uh, tapping into their local community, but also finding that job that's going to help them in their next career phase, as well as um, securing it at um, a salary rate that is competitive. 
Um, I'm sure we've all seen veterans just take jobs and not negotiate for a salary. And that's because they're just used to having a particular pay, and that's dictated by, um, you, you know, the military pay scale. However, in the civilian world, it doesn't work that way. You really do have to advocate for yourself. You have to negotiate that salary. You have to ask for raises. And, and part of that is the cultural educational process, and our mentoring program really helps in that, um, where you can have a trusted mentor who can remind you that that's what you need to do. This is the language that you use. This is how you position yourself. And, you know, we're, we're hearing from our participants in our program that, that that's making a huge difference. The unemployment rate or the uh, retention rate for women veterans is also a problem where uh, it often takes women veterans four years to feel fully transitioned into civilian careers. And so with that unsettled um, sense, as well as not choosing the career that's a best fit for them, we are hoping to, one, reduce the number of years it takes for a woman to feel fully transitioned, and then also helping her to get into the career that is a good match so that she can stay in that career and, and feel good about it and have some stability in her life after transitioning from the military. And our e-mentor program is, is really powerful at, at making that happen. We're going to go ahead and uh, cut to a break now. So hang on. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, Power Boy Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes Network. Network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Susan Phelan, founder and president of Academy Women. And Susan, how does one get involved, whether they're, they want to get it, be a mentor or, or they just need help from a mentor? How do they get involved in doing this? Well, I'm glad you asked. We have several programs where we would love to get um, veterans and non-veterans and military members involved. Um, first, we have our e-mentor program. And for this program, we invite all protégés 
or mentors, protégés being those people who want to be mentored, or mentors, those who bring some particular skill set or wisdom to a, a relationship for mentoring, um, you can go to our website at www.ementorprogram.org and sign up as um, either to be mentored as a protégé or to mentor. Now, we invite military spouse, men and women veterans, and then we also have a program for military women. In addition, we've partnered with IVMF, which serves military entrepreneurs, so that you can come in as a mentor for that program, for any of these programs, and then um, also as a protege. So find out more at our website, ementorprogram.org. The other opportunity we have for military women officers or senior enlisted is we offer our um, Officer Women Leadership Symposium at Arlington, Virginia at the Women's Memorial, and that's to be hosted in, in one month, and that will be the 26th and 27th of April in Arlington. So please come sign up. Registration is open, and that's at our website, www.academywomen.org. And then for those who are transitioning, if you're a senior enlisted or a military women officer, we invite you to to come to our career workshop. And the career workshop is a full day dedicated to uh, transitioning, developing transitioning skills. We have expert speakers in negotiations, in resume writing, in networking, and really finding your fit who will be speaking. We also have 30 to 40 uh, corporate sponsors and government sponsors who come and really talk about the opportunities that are available now or in the next year or so so that you can w- ask questions about what it would be like to work at their organization. And then, you know, if you are interested, what do you need to do to get hired? The exciting thing about the career workshop is that um, it's, it's really an environment where you can have some of those harder conversations. You can get access to uh, real people who can tell you what it's like and what the culture is and what the values are and what you'd be doing on a day-to-day basis um, if you were to work for their organization. And um, it, it's a, a small environment that allows for, for real real networking, and, um, and real success in that transition period. So that's Career Workshop, the 25th of April at the Women in Military Service for America. We have soon, right after that, we have our Officer Women Leadership Symposium on the 26th and 27th of April, and you can sign up at www.academywomen.org. And then if you are located anywhere in the world, you are eligible to come to, uh, to be a part of our e-mentor program. If you're a military veteran or you're interested in supporting veterans or if you're a military spouse um, or you're active duty um, women military, you uh, should come to our website at www.ementorprogram.org and sign up either as a mentor or as a protege. Can I sign up as a volunteer to help out? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And so this is what we hear from a lot of um, more senior veterans or veterans who've transitioned, say, five to ten years out. I have nothing to offer um, anybody because I, it's been so long since I served. Well, the reality is that you have so much to offer because you live in a community. You understand what it's like to be a civilian. You understand what it's like to transition. 
you have a network of colleagues that you can, um, you know, leverage if you feel like it's necessary to support the protege. So please sign up. And believe me, you have something to bring to the table. And we will show you once you get into the program that you will be a huge part of the value we bring in supporting our military veterans and supporting our military spouse community. All right. Now, Susan, we always ask for uh, success stories. Do you have one for us? Oh, absolutely. So for a career workshop, we had a woman who came, and she was actually relatively senior. She'd served in the military for 20 years, was transitioning, and she said, you know, I really, I have no skills. I don't have a specialty. You know, I did make it pretty high up in the military. However, I don't have anything to bring to the civilian community. And, and, and honestly, that feeling is something we hear a lot. But in her case, so her name is Allison. Um, we said, all right, let's take a look at your resume. You know, we had her sit down with some of our resume experts. They, they looked at it, and they really pulled from it what they saw as uh, a skill set that she could leverage in her next career. They, she went through some of our workshops and then really said, you know, what I'm really interested is giving back and working in a nonprofit. And so at our career workshop that's offered at the Women's Memorial, she linked up with three different nonprofits where she talked to them about what she'd done in the military, and they told her, um, you know, what they could do for her. And sure enough, she was um, offered a job a couple, uh, about a month later and um, that then went on to become um, a leader within the nonprofit and is having a huge impact today. She's stuck with that, that job and, and really enjoys it. On the mentoring program, we we have countless um, veterans who have come in, but I'm going to tell you about one, and that's Shelley. She came in, and she had been serving as a, a in the Coast Guard, and she had been deployed um, frequently, didn't really have um, expertise in what she thought would be something that civilian companies would want. She had transitioned out. She'd gone through the military TAP program and, and thought it would be, you know, she'd get an, a job right out of, the, out of the gate, but it turns out she wasn't hired from sending her resume to the website that the, the company she thought she'd be hired at. She joined our e-mentor program six months later, and at that point, she was pretty depressed, thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm never going to find a job. Nobody understands me. Maybe what I did in the military has no bearing or no impact or no meaning. But she linked up with a mentor who not only showed her how to position herself, but also helped her figure out what she wanted to do. And, and in that case, she was transitioning back to a small town in Wisconsin, and didn't know, I mean, she had her old high school friends, but many of them weren't in the, the career field she wanted. So the mentor introduced her to a couple different people. And about two months later, she got a job working um, part-time that then turned into full-time. And she credits the mentor program with, you know, really getting her over that hump of, wow, I don't know if I'm ever going to find a job to now I am doing something I really love and, um, you know, I'm able to create my new life here in Wisconsin and, and it's, it's really exciting. And then on the active duty side, we have a woman who came to our Officer Women Leadership Symposium and she's a helicopter pilot. And, you know, 
was being told by her unit that she needed to start flying UAVs, the, um, which was where the Air Force was going at the time. And one of our speakers was Brigadier General Allison Hickey, who was leading that, that effort of transitioning pilots, active duty pilots, into UAVs and, and really talked to what that mission was and, and how that was, how transitioning into that program was really a, a benefit for um, military officers at the time. And so not only did she sign up to um, to be a pilot in the UAV program, but then also continued to serve. She was on the brink of actually separating from the military uh, because she didn't feel like what she would do in, U- in the UAV world would be interesting or important or even help her career. So after our, our symposium, not only did she um, continue to serve in the military, but she launched her the second phase of her career in the UAV world and, um, you know, really credits her being at the Officer Women Leadership Symposium as being that turning point for her in her career and and really helping her to to be satisfied and excited about what she was doing. So wow. it's really it's 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 really powerful to see the impact that we're having through our programs. But you're active. You're so active with this, you know. And once they join, they can go to. This is like a blog area, right? As far as um, doing it online, if they need help. So the mentor program actually, you sign up as a mentor or a protege, and okay. how it works is you are actually actually matched. So as a protege or a person who wants to be mentored, you will see um, based on what you say you want support in, you will get a selection of different mentors kind of with a little brief background of who they are and what they bring to the table, and you can select a mentor from that list to work with you. Another way you can uh, be matched is through our program team. Our program team sees the people coming in, and when you sign up, you essentially say your name, a little bit about your background, but more importantly, what you need support in, where you want to be mentored. And our program team helps to match mentors who have expertise in those particular areas um, so that you can really get the, the support you need. And that mentoring relationship could be as long as six months or as short as, you know, maybe a quick conversation around, you know, this is where I'm at, this is the question I have, and, you know, how can, how can you help me with, with this question? Please share your background and your experience in this. And it could be as simple as guiding them to a particular website, sending them towards a particular uh, resource, or as extensive as really helping them work through the paperwork, helping them, you know, looking at their resume, looking at, at the different job options. So it could be as short as you want it or as long as you want it. Another exciting thing about the mentoring program is that you can get in and, and participate in a discussion board. So you can see some of the questions that are coming up and what the, the experts are saying in, in that particular area. You can see a list of resources. Um, in, in our case, we are not experts in uh, PTSD, but we do have a huge network of experts in expert counselors who we can refer you to, um, other issues around homelessness. We work with partner organizations that can help um, veterans who are finding themselves in a situation where they're homeless. Um, other issues that veterans face, we, we have 
70 different uh, corporate, nonprofit, and government partners. We also have t- over 350 um, nonprofit organizations and, and um, key decision makers and, and um, resources that we have access to that we can get you hooked up with so that you can find the, the uh, information you need and really get on that, that next track. That's right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Well, Susan, my question to you is that uh, uh, when we enter the military service, our national government makes a tremendous investment in. And, and each of us, so that we, we serve well during our time of active duty. I'm just wondering, with some of the kinds of issues that we face when we're reintegrating back to home and community, should we have an exit training that continues our preparation so we can provide community service? Well, that's a great question. Um, it's interesting how the... Ex- it's it's an interesting. Hi, Bill. That's scary. Uh, hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Um, so it's interesting the the challenges that transitioning military face. Um, typically, what most military members will experience is a one week training class that's offered by the Transition Assistance Program, and that is uh, uh, sponsored by DoD. And then once they transition out, they are no longer um, the under the. 
the responsibility of the military, they then become part of the VA. And so the VA then um, really hopes that military members will sign up with them. And then once they sign up, they're able to work them through their process to access benefits. And so there's a huge gap between the that final um, checklist that military members have to fill out and the basic overview of what transitioning looks like to having to sign up for VA benefits in the city that they transition to. So what we've done in our um, work in the eMentor program at www.ementorprogram.org is we help to bridge that gap. We help to um, engage military members ideally six months before they transition to help them start thinking about what they want to do, where they want to end up, um, what their particular situation is, you know, if they're married, if they have children, um, if they're single, if they, um, you know, where they, where they want to be in life. And um, with our program, they work with a mentor to kind of ask some of those hard questions and, and find answers to those hard questions so that when they do get to that point that they're transitioning out of DOD, the Department of Defense, and into the veteran community, they are better equipped. They have a plan. They know what they want to do, and they, they, they have a path so that they know where do you access those VA benefits, where can they go for support in their local community. And then, most importantly, how can you get that job that um, is going to launch their next career? You know, most of our, our military are, are separating or retiring at an age where they can launch a second career and really kind of redefine who they are in their second phase of life so that, you know, they are positioned after serving in the military to, to really make a contribution. Our military spends an extensive amount to train and equip our, our military members, and they come to the civilian world with an amazing skill set. Not only are they disciplined and have a huge sense of service and, you know, really work hard to to give back to the organization that they're working in, but they, they're team players. They, and so companies, civilian companies want them. Um, some of them are more aware of the skills that veterans bring to the table in their organizations than others. But it's through our e-mentor program that we can help, um, one, inform corporations that do not work with as many veterans about the values that veterans do bring to the table, and then also get the companies that appreciate the skills that veterans bring to the table and connect them with the veterans who are interested in working for them. The the retention piece is another really strong one where we also – engage mentors from different corporations so that they understand the special situation that veterans find themselves in. They help to communicate the the need that veterans have to feel connected to their new corporation, to their new organization. And and, and that's a really important point for, for corporations and organizations bringing in veterans. You're absolutely correct, Susan. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the, the way that uh, I see this is that we've got a, a tremendous shortfall in the advocacy for our men and women who've served when they return to uh, home and community. And I can give you one example. Our, our veteran population nationally is uh, about 21.2 million veterans. Uh, now, uh, there's a lot of needs that 
we have when we return to home and community. One in particular, health care and accessing benefits, as you've mentioned. But when you look at that 21.2 uh, uh, maybe million veterans nationwide uh, in health care, if you're going to go to the, the, the VA, you have to be enrolled in the program. So if you don't have the information that they're empowered to know you, 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 you have to be enrolled either by online or going in. Uh, uh, the, the, the records show that only about 8.1 or 2 million folks uh, in the veteran community are enrolled in the program. So you see that vast gap between the total number of our veterans out there and those that actually are enrolled in the programs. And, and that's where advocacy, I think, plays a great role. And, and, and again, looking at your website with the networking, coaching, and mentoring, I think that's one of the areas where uh, we, we, we can move along as far as uh, getting that uh, advocacy and reaching out, outreaching out to our veteran community. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The The healthcare is there. The veterans just need to know about it. They need to know how to access those benefits. And with the support of a mentor, um, they can, one, find out about it. The, the second step is really getting through a mound of paperwork to, to fully access those, be- those benefits. In many cases, it takes quite a long time to, um, to get the benefits, and so support and reassurance and motivation to continue on the process uh, to uh, work through that paperwork and eventually get those benefits is another really great value that our mentors bring to the table. They remind them that it's important. They provide that perspective. In some cases, they even roll up their sleeves and help them get that paperwork done. The healthcare is there. Um, it's just sometimes difficult, especially when veterans are facing some anxiety or PTSD or they may be depressed and, you know, not able to, to get out of their house every day. So it's, um, the mentoring and the coaching and the networking becomes that bridge to getting our military veterans the benefits that they deserve. Um, I, I think it's critical. For women as well, helping women to feel connected to the VA. The VA for years has suffered from not fully understanding how to serve transitioning women veterans. They didn't, you know, oftentimes women will show up at the uh, the counter and say, hi, I'm a veteran, and then the person behind the counter will look around for the, the man that's with them and say, okay, well, where's your spouse? So, um, you know, women oftentimes feel discouraged. There have been other situations where they're sitting in a room with the door open and, you know, they're half half dressed just because of the culture, but that's evolving. And so continuing to network, continuing to provide feedback to the VA, continuing to support women who are going through that process is really going to change how our country can provide those vet, those our, our, our veterans with the services and the resources that they deserve. That's right. Absolutely. And again, I just we only have a couple minutes left, Susan. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on our show. What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? You have about 30, 40 seconds or so. 
Well, I like to say thank you all so much for having me. The American Heroes Network is such a powerful way to, to bring our community together. I think as a community, we need to, to reinforce one another, and that's, you know, through our mentoring program or just reaching out and supporting fellow veterans or, or fellow military and, um, you know, Staying, staying tight as a community, even beyond our military service, is what's going to help us continue to give back to our, our nation. Economically, it just makes sense to have our, vet, our military members um, serving in our organizations, in our corporations, because we know the power that our military has to bring to the table. We have such capable young men and women and and to to not get those men and women connected with opportunities in um, the civilian world is just a shame and you know as an organization academy women is working to do that and i just say thank you to the american heroes network and voice of america and to all the other work that's being done to continue to strengthen our community all right. Thanks again. I just want to say thanks to our listeners and supporters. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Bill. Thanks, Bill. And our guest, Susan Phelan. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're